Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Again, it is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR routes. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. MRM Pit Road reporter Steve Post joined by 25-time winning crew chief and a championship winning crew chief in the Cup Series, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm good. Good. The next test, every week is the test, the Monster Mile. Some tamed the monster, and some I think the monster tamed them. Uh, what did you What did you see on Sunday that caught your or Monday? I guess it is that caught your eye. Monday, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, uh, talked a little bit last week about whether we place would take rubber and get wide, and and we saw it. We saw cars yeah. all the way up to the wall, especially on that long green flag run we had after stage two. Um, you know, I was really impressed by uh, you know obviously Dunny had speed and had issues. Uh, probably the most impressive to me was Alex Bowman and, and Kyle Busch. After being caught on pit road and, and having to take a wave around, drove back to fifth and seventh, and that was a that was a pretty pretty big accomplishment. Both those cars passing cars. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was. I think in assessing where we're at now, looking at this, um, it and all four Hendrick cars have won. I think stating the obvious, they look really really good. We've talked about the Gibbs cars finding speed, and we're seeing, in in my opinion. We're seeing more and more life from the Gibbs cars. It looks like it looks like they're, they're having stuff happening, but it looks like those cars are starting to pick up some speed. Yeah, if you look at it, Martin was up in the top five most of the day and battling for third there in the last lap. Uh, you know, Kyle was leading at one point. Denny dominated the first half of the race. Right. Um, so Christopher was good. Christopher, Christopher was came good. back. Came back from a tire. Yes. They had an unscheduled pit stop. Yep. Yep. So I, I think there's some life there. I think. Uh, I think those guys are, are are finding what they need to. Obviously, the Hendrick camp is really strong. How about Ross Chastain? He's become a, a yeah every week he's there, and uh, what a what an accomplishment there, and, and and just that team after the after the first win, I think weight off their shoulders. They have got confidence and momentum. It's uh it's it's special to watch what that team's doing. I think conventional wisdom in the garage area, and I know I'm guilty of it, is you see a team start the season well. Uh, maybe they go to Daytona and have a good run in the 500 and then and then hit a West Coast race really, really good. And you're like, well, man, they're up in the top 10 in points. And then we kind of see them go to where they normally fall into line. We're not seeing this. I, I, even Daniel Suarez can't catch a break, can't have anything go right. Performance looks really good. Ross Chastain, they are executing and getting everything out of it. This team is not going away. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. They've... Uh... I mean, Ross has got quite a bit of talent, and there's controversy, and that's great yeah. for us, right? Yeah, no doubt. There's things yeah. to talk about with Ross and 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 Martin there at the end, and um, you know, he's a Ross reminds me of a young Joey in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. He's pretty aggressive. He's he races, I think, reasonably, but he's yep. he's not a layover. So um, they've done a great job, and they continue the momentum they build out of out of two wins now, and putting themselves in positions. And you keep putting yourself in positions, you're going to win eventually, and yeah. and, and they're going to keep doing it. The other takeaway from the weekend, you know, we had Brian Patty on a couple weeks ago, talked about the struggles and the time commitment and everything that's going on with 
with making this happen. What a strong wow. run for Ricky Stenthouse and that whole 47 team. All day long, running the top 10, and to come out of their second. And, and the part I really took a lot out of, the pit crew didn't penalize him. Right. And that's something that we'll talk about going forward in the season. No doubt, because pit crews have penalized them. That is the big story. We fly uh, just behind the scenes here. MRN, we fly back with JTG Doherty Racing. Okay? Other than the effect that we had to wait a little longer uh, because of post-race inspection, which which a lot of times we're right straight to the airport and wheels up and going. And 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 recalling that conversation we had with Brian Patty. Brian Patty two weeks ago was beat up and beat down. Okay? Sure was. That was not a beat up and beat down team that got on that plane on Monday afternoon. That was a let's go to Darlington, let's get after it. It is amazing how this sport can chew you up and be. But the, but the mindset of a racer, and, and Kyle Petty one time talked about this, I can be 0 for 171 and believe I'm going to the next race and win. And the mindset of a racer, JTG Darty Racing, man, they they were like, can we open Darlington Tuesday morning? We'll yes. work all night long. And that's what Brian was complaining about. We'll work all night long to go to Darlington. I, I just love to see that. And and just just and, and they're great folks as well. Just yeah. neat stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, one race can change your outlook on the season. And yeah. uh and they put one together and uh, a great job this weekend. And I thought Really good that they executed in all the facets. You know, it was Correct, yeah. every, every, you know, Denny had speed, had uh, the picker didn't execute, yeah. put him in a hole. So, uh, you know, I, I took a lot out of what Brian told us a couple weeks ago on that. And, and if you hadn't, hadn't watched it, go back and find it. Cause it's a, uh, it's enlightening to where, where the team was, but, um, what, what a great accomplishment and, and, and boost for them and, and be interesting to see how that momentum carries forward this weekend into Darlington. Really another team that just kind of keeps uh, stepping up. Um, and uh, we talked to Dave Lenz a couple of weeks ago. That 43 car, that 43 car, boy, I'm telling you, they they stick around. They're sniffing the top 10, it seems like, every week. About one Talladega there. But, I mean, on a, on an intermediate track or on a Dover track. And, and you take Eric Jones to Darlington, um, and, and they give him a good car. Uh, that's another one of those teams that just seems to be performing really, really well and executing well. And, and you're right. It's like sometimes you'll you'll uh, Brian Patty. Let's go back to, to, to JTG. Brian Patty is the expert at hoodoo. You know, three tires and get track position and a caution comes out and puts himself a spot. There was none of that on Sunday or nope. on Monday. Nope. That was that was I'm going toe to toe with you. We're going to execute pit stops. We've got a fast race car. We got good everything, and uh, that was good to see. See the same thing out of the 43. So um, yeah. it's fun. It's fun to watch. It really yeah, is. Yeah, there's there's so many stories to talk about, and uh, we I thought by this point of the season that we'd kind of have everything settling back down and the the normal players continuing to be there, and uh, we're seeing some new teams rise and continue that momentum that they that they've built from the beginning of the season. It's a it's fun to watch. Saturday, things got started off with a pole run by Chris Busher. How about that? Roush, Fenway Keslowski Racing. And um, Chris's first pole in any NASCAR series. Um, honestly can say I didn't see that one coming. Um, and then, again, performed all day long, staying in the top 10 all day long, coming away with an eighth place finish. Great, yeah. great job for that team. Yeah, definitely. And. Uh, we'll get a chance yeah, to talk Scott to Scott. Graves is Scott's be coming our, up our here. Guest. Yeah, the crew chief over there. Going to yeah. be uh, going to be interesting to get his take on on a lot of things. Not only the Dover performance forward to what Darlington is, but also you know what's kind of changed in the oh, yeah. since since Brad's been in, introduced here. So um, be fun to talk, ask him those questions, and and see what the inside kind of scoop is from RFK Racing. Uh, I feel like Scott and Chris are definitely 
on the, on the right trajectory to get themselves into the playoff. Seem like they really are. That is for sure. And that is what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Scott Graves here today. So we're going to do that here in just a moment. I want to remind you to subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can catch the Wheel and Modifieds, the Arca Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Racing all year long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. Headline events this week are the ARCA E-Series from Nashville. We also have weekly racing from Autre Dome Granby Modifieds from up in Quebec. Oh, man, I love that. We have got Berlin season openers at Jennerstown and Riverhead, Hickory, Langley, Florence Motor Speedway, Bowman Gray, Meridian, and Evergreen. Man, that'll line up. You can see a lot of racing. What you need to do is subscribe to Flow Racing. That's www.flowracing.com. Stay with us. Scott Graves, he joins us next. Hey everyone, it's Kyle Busch. At Cheddar's, you get a variety of American classics in a place that feels like home. They have comfort food like hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade chicken pot pie with nearly a half a pound of roasted chicken under that golden flaky crust, slow-smoked baby back ribs so big they're falling off the plate, all for unbeatable prices. And the best part? A free honey butter croissant for every guest. Now that's how they do it. Cheddar's. Get a lot for not a lot. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. It is Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at flowracing.com. And we just talked before the break about the weekend, the performance, the pole position. Uh, Chris Buescher and his team and joining us from Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, Scott Graves joins us. Hello, Scott. Welcome into Crew Call. Hi, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Well, it is great to talk with you. Um, let's just kind of look a little bit at your Dover weekend. You uh, guys uh, sat on the pole position, raced in the top 10 all day. Has to be nice to have one of those weekends where it all kind of comes together and, and you guys are able to execute right at the right at the peak of the sport. Yeah, definitely. It was good. Um, you know, we haven't haven't had that for a while on our side. So to be able to qualify that well, um, you know, that gave us a, a big boost of confidence and then uh Followed up with a solid race. You know, it wasn't quite as good as we wanted. We were really hoping to follow up with a win, but uh, the fact that we were able to stay in the the top ten all day, um, you know, we lost a little bit of track position, got it back, got back to the top ten. Definitely a, a good uh, confidence building weekend for our team. Uh, definitely, as you talk about, what did the what did the trans transition from Sunday to Monday with the with the change there? What did that do to you? What did you have the experience that was different on Monday than what you kind of expected to happen on Sunday? I think, um, you know, Monday is it, it started off pretty similar, but then as the sun came out, it started to warm up. Um, we had a couple longer runs where really got a lot of rubber down on the track. Um, you know, for us, it really started to get the car a little bit on the, on the free side, um, especially with the, the long runs. Um, it was, it was interesting cause it, there was a big balance shift, um, you know, from the, short run restart to what happened over a long run. Um, we would kind of transition from 
a little tight initially to uh, getting loose over a long run. So that's really what we had to, to work with the most throughout the day. Scott, you talked about a great start, a great car. You obviously, if you sit on the pole, you have a fast car. Uh, you have track position. Um, traditionally, you know, racing with track position versus racing for track position. Does does how how does that impact the way that 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 you guys were able to able to perform and 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 how you call the race on uh, on Sunday into Monday? Um, it it is a little different, you know, when you when you start up front. Um, you know, you're trying to think of how do I keep control of this? Um, you know, you're what, what do I have to do to stay up front to keep this position? Um, you know, what, what moves do you have to make as a crew chief? And then, you know, when you start in the, in the back or you're trying to get the track position, you're always thinking of a little differently, like what, what move do I have to do here that I'm going to be able to steal from these guys? Um, so it's, it's a little different mindset. Um, you know, I think when you're, um, you know, when you're up front, with a good car, you just, you have confidence, um, you know, that you can, can control the race. Um, you know, see it, it, like I say, there, there, it is a different approach between the two, but it was, uh, it was fun to be in that position. <laughs> I'm sure that. it was. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems like, you know, you talk about keeping track position part of that's keeping your car with good pace in it and having good balance with it. Part of that's executing on pit road. And we've seen that on several teams, how do you take away with with the wheel situation we've had? It seems like you guys have been solid. I don't want to jinx you in that respect, but um, you know, how how do you kind of as a team take the philosophy of of the risk and reward of the speed versus versus wheels coming off? It's tough, um, you know, and that's maybe why we're not not quite as fast right now. I think we're a little more conservative approach, where you know my guys are making sure they're checked off before they release the car. Um, we actually did have. Um, came really close uh, one race earlier in the year. I forget which track it was, but uh, we dropped the car, um, you know, and then Chris started to roll. <laughs> and, and but luckily that, you know, the guys were were on it and they were all waving to me, signaling, hey, we've got an issue here. Um, so I was able to tell them to stop and Chris, you know, stopped within a pit stall, you know, no harm, no foul at that point. And we we're able to tighten the lug nut all the way and on we went. But it's a, it's a tough, tough position right now. Um, cause there's so much going on on pit road. You're, you're looking down pit road to see if your car's clear, you know, that you can send them, but then you're also trying to make sure that everything's tight and you're looking at your changers and, and th that they're all good. So there, there's a lot going on. Um, and, and like I say, there's, uh, probably on our end, we're maybe giving up a little bit of time, just making sure that we're in, in, in a safe position at this point. Have you have you altered the 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 pull the plug on the thing stopping it? Have you guys altered protocol? Um, one of the conversations, Justin Fiedler is one of the tire changers over at Petty GMS, and he does a great job explaining things. And he talked about maybe even a guy behind the pit wall able to 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 stop because you're busy, you're watching things. Have you guys have you guys worked on that protocol to to uh, to, to to be able to wall the car down or stop the momentum of a pit stop if you need to? Yeah, we've, we've discussed a little bit about, you know, how to, how to management or how to manage it. Um, we haven't gone as far as specifically putting somebody behind um, to look specifically at that. Just kind of, we're leaving it up to the positions, the, the Jack man to verify that he's checking off, um, you know, that, that all the guys in position are, are going to raise their hand if, if they have an issue. Um, it's really hard for the, the changers themselves 
because they're in the middle of, of, you know, trying to hit the lug nut. And, and a lot of times when it happens is, you know, they're, they're pulling the, the tire off lug nut will fall off, off the gun and they don't even know it, you know, and they go back to hit the wheel. So they're kind of in the middle of all their motions. Um, it really requires everybody to pay attention to, to make sure that everything's right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely challenges that this new car has brought to us, not only on the car side, but on the, uh, on, on the pit crew side. Um, what's been the biggest challenge to you on the car side and in transitioning to this, that's, that's different than what you had last year. Really just, you know, learning what it, what it wants, <laughs> what it takes to, to go fast. Um, the, the aero balance is a lot different. The, what we're looking at for platform control is different. Um, you know, we we always used to have the, the splitter up front that was the most powerful thing on the old car and generating front down force and, and keeping the, the platform. And now it's the diffuser, uh, which is in the back of the car. So it, it's been a little bit of a change in mindset um, on our part. And then just figuring out, you know, how aggressive do you need to be um, on that control? Does it mean that you go super stiff on the setup and, you know, just try to lock it down. So it's all about that, that, um, you know, platform control of the diffuser, or, or does it still take some um, compliance in, in the setup to, to work on tire management and tire life? Um, so really it's just trying to figure out all those parts and pieces. Um, we got a rear bar in the car now that we can run every week, you know, trying to figure out, do we want to use that or, or not? Um, and so there, there's some learning on our end and we're, uh, we're, we're getting there. One of the things that this season brought you is a reunion with your driver, Chris Busher. You guys uh, had success back together in the Xfinity Series, won the championship in 2015. Um, getting back with Chris, um, is the communication like the, the, the proverbial riding a bike? And, and how, 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 how was that getting back with your old driver that you had success with in the past? Yeah, it, it picked up pretty quick. I mean, it, it, uh, it worked side by side with him you know, here's a teammate for, um, you know, a couple of years while I was working with, with Newman on the six team. So, you know, talk a lot at that point. Um, and for sure, you know, once, once we got the opportunity to work together, I was, again, I was, I was really excited about that. Um, just cause we had had a lot of success in the past. Um, so we picked up pretty quick and I feel like, uh, you know, that part of it's gone pretty well. And even with the, the team in general, um, you know, just, uh, between the engineers and mechanics and everyone else, um, we all have a pretty good, pretty good relationship going right now. So I feel like that that part of it's uh, pretty strong. Talk about changes in the off season. Another one kind of came to us in ownership. Uh, Brad Kozlowski coming over to drive the six car and a, and a minority owner over there. What I've, I've worked with Brad in the past at Team Penske. Uh, interest, interested to see, you know, what do you see in a change over there with with Brad being there? I'm sure he's got some influence. For sure. Um, you know, there, there's thing, a lot of things he offers as a, a driver and an owner. Um, you know, I feel like as a, a driver, um, you know, he's offered some, some insight to, uh, you know, for like our short track program, you know, what kind of, what kind of things he always looked for as a driver um, and some tracks where we had struggled in the past, you know, like a, a Phoenix or a Richmond or, or uh, places like that. And he, he gave some good insight to, Hey, this is the kind of balance I think you really need to be looking for there. And it was probably different than what we had been targeting in the past. So, um, you know, as a driver, he brings a lot of experience. And then as an owner, um, you know, he brings a, a sense of urgency um, probably, uh, you know, he's got a different view having been 
Um, you know, with a different organization, his whole career, he's got a different view of what makes a company successful or, or not. So he's bringing, you know, a lot of, a lot of ideas, a lot of uh, energy, um, a sense of urgency, you know, and, and driving some change within our company that's uh, going to make us a better organization. You mentioned that sense of urgency. How do you balance? Uh, Jack has always talked about these things being big ships, getting them to turn, getting them to move. And yet, Brad is a sense of urgency. Let's go now, now, now. How do you balance? You're, you're kind of caught in the middle here. How do you balance that, Scott? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you end up with a little chaos in the middle. It's, uh, <laughs> for sure. But, um, you know, I think when you look at it, it's in, in the past, yeah, there was a big ship. I mean, there was a point when we had four or five cup teams. We had all kinds of Xfinity teams. We had truck teams and that, that was a big ship. Um, but you look at it now, I mean, we're, we're two teams. We're small. Um, yeah. We need to be nimble. We need to be able to adapt. Um, we're, we're not that big of a company. So it's, uh, it, 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 it's time for a mindset change on that, that part of it. You know, we should be able to react quickly and um, improve at a rapid pace. And, and you think about it, you've got all the same parts. It's not like you're redesigning chassis at this point. It's how you build them together, right? And the, re, the reactions right. there are, are kind of assembly pieces, not whole manufacturing pieces. When you uh, you look at where you are in the, in the point standing, I mean, uh, 32 points out of the cut line after being taken out in a, in a wreck that was no cause of your own at yeah. Talladega. I felt terrible for you guys, but... How does that? Uh, how do you approach the rest of the season uh, to to kind of uh, obviously the the goal of making the playoffs for you? Yeah, so it's you know we're looking at it. Um, I think it's. I mean, in the end, it it might be really hard to make the uh, chase just on a point scenario, just the way things are going. You see a lot of winners, a lot of a lot of new winners. Um, you know, prior to Talladega, we were we were looking at it like, hey, we're still really close. Um, you know, with points are not out of reach and, and they're still not out of reach to get into the, the 16th type type range. But, um, you know, really, I think, um, we got to be in a mindset more of, uh, you know, contending for wins and trying to get, to get closer to that, obviously. And, and when you get it, when you get there, obviously it, it fixes everything you get points and, mm-hmm. and if you get the win, then, then it's great. You're, you're guaranteed. But, uh, we just need to be more in the mindset of what we did last week at, at Dover. If we can, if we can continue to run in that, that range, then things are, are going to take care of themselves and, and we'll be there for the, uh, the postseason. When I look at your results this year, three top 10 finishes, including that eighth place finish at Dover. But, and it, it was interesting hearing your description of Brad and his, his short track mindset, because when I look Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol, three straight 15th place finishes, um, I know that's not the end goal, but those solid days like that, uh, how important are solid days like that that you can build on into in, into top tens like you were able to do at Dover? Yeah, if we can, I mean, if we can hit 15th as a kind of a, a low end, you know, of our, right. of our consistency, then that's, uh, you know, okay, that we'll call that our, our starting point. You know, that's, that's where we're at. And we honestly felt like coming into the year, um, you looked at historically, that's probably where we were like a 12th to 15th place team. So we kind of looked at that as that that's probably our starting point for the season. And then we need to move forward from, from there. So um, if we can be 15th on a, on a bad day or, you know, just kind of as our, our low, low point, then uh, that that'll be okay. And then like say, that means our good days are going to be going to be a lot better than that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, 
Do you take the momentum from Dover? We've got Darlington coming up this weekend. What's your what's your thoughts and insights for Darlington? Uh, excited about it. It's another track that uh, that, that Chris really likes. Um, I really like it just from its unique uh, characteristics. Um, it's a fun fun track to go to and, and watch a race at. Um, all the tire fall off and the the things that uh, that come along with that. Um, I think it makes for for good racing from that from that standpoint. So. Um, we're looking forward to it. It's, uh, feel like, um, you know, it's some, another track where we can, can excel at and do well at here. And definitely, uh, definitely the lady in black and the, and the Darlington stripe with the next gen car and where the bodies have been, I would think that the ability to run up on a the wall, there's probably less, uh, less risk to it and more reward at this point. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. On the, on the body side of it, um, the, the tough part is the suspension part of it, uh, you know, we've seen the bodies take a lot, um, but with the suspension, you know, the independent rear suspension, you, you get up there and it's really easy to bend a toe link um, and then knock your knock your rear toe out um, and affect the car from that standpoint. So it's, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, we've seen that that uh, the bodies for sure take a lot more, but then in some cases you're surprised by how quickly you can get the toe knocked out. Um, with a little bit of contact as well. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you, it's it's a constant game pushing to the edge. Where you 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 fix one problem and you find another one, and uh, you find that find that edge. Scott, I actually want to go off track just a little bit with you. Um, I was reading a bio. Um, you graduated from Texas Tech uh, with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering, and you worked in manufacturing for a number of different companies. Am I correct? You started racing SCCA. Is that kind of how the you 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 got back into the racing bug? Is that is that accurate? Yeah. So I'd always, um, I mean, it's just something as a, as a kid. I was always interested in racing. Um, and when I got out of got out of college, got my first job, um, had enough money to had a bunch of friends that I helped out in SCCA. And then once I got enough money myself to to buy a car that I could go, go to the track with and start doing some things with. Um, then I, I picked it up on my own from that end and, um, did that for a few years until I actually, uh, was able to get a job, uh, working with, with a truck team on the NASCAR side. Yeah. Were you, I, I hate to be blunt with this. Were you, how were you as a driver? Were you any good? I mean, what, how did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, it, it's hard to say. I, I won a few races. Um, you know, I really enjoy the, road course stuff even today i mean it's i i, I really enjoy going to them just that's kind of where my background was was from um won a few races my uh all my friends thought i was really good in the rain um <laughs> for whatever reason um but uh just something i always enjoyed for sure Fun stuff, that's for sure, Scott. We like I like to go behind the scenes a little bit and and, and talk a little background. One of the other things I see in your life is uh, is uh, of course your 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 wife and kids. Uh, your wife Dana. You have a son and daughter. The kids. Um, I, I know I've heard you reference some soccer. I've heard you reference some gymnastics. Uh, have you been able to so far successfully navigate your kids away from motorsports, or is there any interest there in the kids getting into this? <laughs> uh, they've stayed away so far. My. Uh... My son for a long time said he wanted to be a tire changer, wow. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, he, he grew out of that phase though. Um, my, uh, they, they love to watch the races. Um, my, my son's a big car fan. Um, but at this point he's, uh, he, he wants to go into biomedical engineering and not be, uh, not work on the race car side. So, 
I'm, I'm fine with that. If, if he had, had had interest in racing, I would have, uh, would have helped him out and encouraged him with it, but, uh, um, wasn't something that, uh, in the end he was, he's really looking to do. So Neat. I'm okay with that part as well. <laughs> okay as well. That sounds good. Scott, congratulations on, uh, on, on a great weekend at Dover. Can't wait to see what you guys have at Darlington this week. And we appreciate you joining us here on crew call. All right. Thanks for having me on. There we go. That is Scott Graves, crew chief over at Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. Stay with us more in just... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Just a moment. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at flowracing.com. Really enjoyed talking with Scott. He's one of those um one of those quieter guys in the garage, Harry. He's he's just he's just head down working, getting the job done. It's good to see him have some success and uh uh putting some numbers up and doing a good job. Great catching up with him. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, wanted to put this one together. It was a perfect timing for it, but looked at it when they made the transition last year, the crew chief swap uh, right. between the 17 and 6. You saw performance come up in the in the in Chris's in Chris's thing, and some of that's the the back to the Xfinity days, but uh, uh, the relationship they had. But um, I think there's a lot of good things coming here from Scott and that group. And you talk about he's pretty quiet. I want to touch back on his thing as a driver. You know, I went through that too, but yeah. his cars were probably better than others because he, uh, you know, he's a crew chief. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. See, exactly. He's a crew chief. That he race, may have won races, SCC. but it's because he's, it's cause cause his cars were chief. better, right? Cars were better. SCCA, um, running in the rain. <laughs> and then uh, kudos to him. Kid wants to be a biomedical engineer. That's a... Uh, that? Yeah, that's a... Yeah. I'm pushing everything in the right direction, including a program. Uh, that's good. Good good life, uh, home balance as well, sounds like so. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. Um, I actually... Mo- most of our crew chiefs don't have social media accounts or they, 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 they really guard social media. And so it's a weird balance. Um, so I gotta be honest, I snooped his wife's Facebook account and saw the kids and I never delved too deep into it, but just to see what the kids are into and that sort of thing, because I really, as much as I love the nuts and bolts and love the competition in this sport, I love the people in this sport. Yeah. And, uh, I just find it fascinating. He's a former racer and just to see, and I spent a lot of time with a lot of these people and kids out at Mill 
Millbridge Speedway or with Summer Shootout with a Legends car, and Scott's not one of those that I've seen out there, which now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally understand it. Both of, both of my kids didn't yeah. pursue it at all. They're in their own passions, and that's uh, yeah. we just got to find time to support them doing that. So. As are mine as well, yeah. as are mine. So uh, fun stuff, great to catch up with Scott Graves. All right, Crew Chief, we're headed to Darlington. What types of things are on your checklist as we roll in to the lady in black. Yeah, yeah. What happens? How how the grooves end up? Um, you know, talk to Scott a little bit about it. I figured the body's more. Uh, the body's not getting up there and rubbing on the wall isn't going to pay the penalty that it did with the old cars because right. it would push those steel wheel openings in. You'd lose tons of downforce. So you wanted to be right up against it, but you couldn't afford to be on it. And right. That was a penalty. Doesn't seem to be a penalty for these cars if you just get close enough to brush it. Right. Uh, to what he's talked about, the toe links and the rear rear cambers, um, that's that's the other issue. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how this car races around that place. We're, we're back to low down force, um, you know, slip sliding around. And, and three and four, you know, you mm. we've seen that turn into two grooves where some guys will wrap right around the bottom yeah. and some guys will go up and be right up on that wall. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what the Lady in Black brings to us. I, I love this old wore-out racetrack, you know, mm. racing that we have. And and like like he said, if a guy comes down and gets tires and a caution comes out a lap and a half later, he's coming back for tires if he's got enough to put on there. Hey, we're going to be busy on pit road, that's for sure, calling pit stops. And and really, this is going to, again, test the pit crews, test all of those. When you, when you have four pit stops in a race versus – eight or 10 pit stops in a race. That's more challenges we're going to have on pit road as well. And I hope I didn't jinx him with asking about the pit crew stuff, but really cool to get Scott's takeaway on maybe not looking for that last half a tenth of time yeah. in the pit stops to make sure that you're, you're in a good position and uh, what's worked out for them. Yeah. And it has worked out for them. And, uh, and, and as we talked about it at Dover, they, they, they never gave it away on pit road. They maintained on pit road, worked on the car, kept the car going forward and, uh, and did a nice job. So fun, fun stuff for sure. Darlington, one of my favorite weekends. Um, I love going to Darlington. I love the race, uh, motor racing network. We're going to be on the parade. We're going to, we're going to be slinging candy kids on a parade on Saturday night. Yep. So it's going to be fun. And I mentioned it with Flow Racing. Uh, might sneak down to Florence Motor Speedway on Saturday night as well. Uh, they've got NASCAR Weekly Racing Series. So, uh, and who just doesn't love Darlington? And Watch on top of that, Throwback Weekend. Throwback Weekend, man. So many paint neat. schemes you get to talk about. Oh, dude. Okay. I'm going to, you, you got me started on this one. Uh, <laughs> you got me started on this one. Um, I'm, I'm going way off the reservation. But I think the thing about Throwback Weekend is, is when they touch you personally. I mean, I think I think yeah. we have you know we have Wrangler number threes and we have Valvoline number sixes. We have some of them that are mainstays every year. But then when you have it, Stuart Friesen is a throwback to a racer by the name of Jumpin' Jack Johnson. Oh yeah, uh, ran modifieds, you know, yep. from up in upstate New York. And Jumpin' Jack raced at Fonda primarily. I was at Five Mile Point, is where I grew up as a kid. But when you heard that Fonda rained out, you knew that right about hot lap times, you'd see that orange number 12 come in. And you knew probably by the end of the night he was taking the money and headed back to Fonda. Um, <laughs> he came down and ran with us. And when they announced that one, I'm like, I may have a new all-time favorite when you go. It touches you personally. Yeah. Um, that's the beauty of Throwback Weekend. There are some great paint schemes. There's an old Mark Martin original paint scheme that Brett Moffat is doing. Um, there's, 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 there's nods to crew chiefs and there's nods of Bill McAnally and nod to Bill McAnally in a late model car that he started racing in. And then we have the big ones that everyone talks about. And, um, I just, I think it's fun. It is a fun, fun weekend. It's cool when they can go off stream and, and there's a story behind it. And that's what, that's what really is cool yeah. there. 
that you can talk about that story of, of Jumpin' Jack and where it came from. And, you know, I got to run, we got to run a, a paint scheme with Brian that went back to his late model. Oh, uh, yeah. His, his late model heritage. And that, that, it's a story, right? It's not just a paint scheme. And that, that's what's cool about some of the stuff is that they even, it's cool to identify the, the traditional paint schemes sure, that you've seen. Absolutely, you know, you, yeah. when you get a, when you get a Richard Petty throwback that, that has, that's just, that's yeah. iconic, right? But, um, the stories behind them are, are sometimes just as interesting as paint schemes. All part of a fun weekend, and Motor Racing Network will be there all weekend. We start Friday night, 7 o'clock, the Dead on Tools 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. On Saturday morning, 1030, NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying. If you're not in the habit of listening to our coverage of practice and qualifying, we'd love to have you do it. Really, really enjoying. We have a lot of time with a lot of drivers during this show. And so I think it'll be Dylan Walsh and I on pit road, and we really roll up our sleeves and get into it. Our practice and qualifying show, I'm just going to say it. I think I think we do a really good job with it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I feel accurate saying I'd love to have you tune in on Saturday morning at 1030. 1 o'clock, the Mahindra Roxor 200 NASCAR Xfinity Series race. And on Sunday at 2.30, the Goodyear 400 NASCAR Cup Series race. Throwback weekend, celebrate Mother's Day. Uh, take care of mom, get get lunch out of the way, invite mom over to the house, cook out, watch some NASCAR racing, and have a really, really good time. Or join us in Darlington. A uh, few seats are still available as well. So, fun show, that's for sure. Yeah, great, thanks. There we go. He is Todd Gordon. I am Steve Post. And we appreciate you joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. Mm-hmm.